Uh, before we get going, uh, just wanted to let you know, if you weren't here last week, uh, this, this month uh, we are coming around uh, the vision uh, for the church and, uh, and for this year. And uh, so last Sunday, we uh, actually live streamed uh, to Pastor Paul in Caloundra, and, uh, and he led us and launched the, the, the month uh, on, on sharing so the, the, the vision for the church for us and, uh, and just some goals um, within that for 2021. And I just want to encourage you, uh, you know, if you weren't here last week, uh, there's a Connect card next to you. Chuck your email on it uh, in the, somewhere on there. Just write, um, you know, I want to jump on the mailing list. We send out an email every week uh, to keep you all updated with what's happening uh, you know, in the life of the church. And so maybe like, oh, what was that date that, that Laura said? And uh, jump on our email list uh, and then you don't have to write it down. You don't have to stress. We've got you covered. And, um, but if you do that, um, this week we'll also uh, link you to uh, the message from last week as well from Pastor Paul. And uh, if you weren't here and want to listen to that, uh, because it's important. Uh, uh, the uh, vision is important, right? Uh, vision uh, is important for, for, the, for our church um, and, and for all aspects of our life. Um, understanding that vision brings clarity um, and vision uh, uh, brings an understanding of who, who we are. You know, for us as a church, the vision for the church, it, it, it brings that, that clarity of who we are, uh, why we're here, uh, and where we're going, right? I don't want to be a church who just rocks up on Sunday and hopes something happens, and if nothing happens, or if something happens, that was awesome, and we'll wait again till next Sunday. Uh, I, I want to be a church who, who understands that God wants to use us as a church, as a body, as people, um, to go somewhere and do something, right? Not to just fill a place and fill a building and fill a seat. It's important to have vision so we know who we are and why we're here. Uh, and, and when we have vision, uh, we can filter everything through that, right? Decision-making actually becomes a lot easier when we know where we're going, right? Because if we know the, 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 the vision, if we know where we want to go, when, we, when it comes to making decisions, we filter everything through the vision of, does this actually lead me and pull me closer to the vision or does it push me away, Right? And so it actually brings a lot of freedom. It actually brings a lot of power in decision-making when we know where we're going. The Bible's very clear. It talks about that where, where there is no vision, people perish. Why? Because if you don't know where you're going, you can be led anywhere. And so it's not only important, the reason I say that is it's important last week, if you can and you weren't here, jump on and listen to that because uh, vision is important, but, but also just a moment to challenge you for your own life. Uh, it's important. Vision doesn't just apply to the church, right? We need vision for your own life as well, in all areas of your life. Uh, you need vision for your career. Where are you going? You need vision for your, for your marriage. Where do you want to be this time next year? Where do you want to be in three years? Where, you need vision for your, for your kids, right? We need visions in all areas of your life. You need vision for your finances. Otherwise, things will just come and go, and all of a sudden, you've gone 10 years, and you're like, I don't even know where my money went. Do you have a vision for your business? Right? Or are you just rocking up and saying, oh, we'll just see where we're going and see what happens and I'll deal with it when it happens. Because if you have a vision, you can filter everything through that. Right? The really practical, easy way of, of sort of painting this picture is, is if, if the vision is to get fit and the vision is to be healthy, then the decision of, of eating fast food becomes easy. Right? Because now it's like, well, if I eat fast food, does it pull me closer to my vision of being healthy or does it push me away? Right? 
If you don't know the answer to that, come see me afterwards. We can chat about nutrition and that. But, but, you know, so, but that's a very practical, easy picture of, of, of that, right? But, but then you can apply that to every area of your life. And so for us as a church, in the small decisions and in the big decisions, we filter it through, does this help us? Does this, will this see people influence for Jesus, right? If we do that thing, whether small or big, will it actually help transform this city to transform this region for the kingdom of God? Because if it does, then if it's pulling us closer to that vision, then cool, I'm all for it, let's do it. I know it may, it may upset people, it may not make sense, but, but if, it, if it's pulling us closer to the vision, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, right? But if it's pushing us away, uh, then we have to uh, reconsider that, rethink that. And so when we have a vision, that's our goal, that's where we want to go, that's why we're here. But uh, 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 the, the next step from that is when we have a vision, we need boundaries in place, Right? Uh, we need a, a pathway to get to the vision, right? We don't want to just be, uh, you know, it's easy to go, I want to be, hel- uh, be healthy and I want to be fit. And that's my vision. And just like, I don't, like, I'm just, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but that's my vision, right? So it's one thing to have a vision, but then it's another thing to have a pathway to get to the vision, right? Uh, you might, uh, might want to, your, your, your vision might be to financi- be financially stable, but if you don't put things in place and don't put a budget and don't do things and a pathway to get there, it's only ever going to be a dream. And so we need vision, but we also need a pathway to get to the vision. And so for us as a church, our, our vision statement, uh, which I wore this, short, uh, this shirt today uh, for it, but uh, our vision statement as a church is to influence people, transform cities. We want to influence people to Jesus, Right? We want people to know who Jesus is and the love of God. And we want to see not just, uh, not this, not just this building transformed for the kingdom of God, uh, uh, not, just this, uh, not this just suburb, but we want to see this region transformed for the kingdom of God. That's our vision. That's what we want to see. That's what we believe in. So that's, where we, that's our vision for the church, but uh, 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 the, the pathway to the vision and our pathway, our, our statements of mission to see uh, the vision come to pass is actually found uh, uh, in, in, in a scripture in Luke 4, 18 uh, and 19. And, uh, and, and, and we have four points, uh, four things that we believe uh, is our pathway. As we do these things, as every person in the life of the church, whether it's your first Sunday today or whether you've been here 50 years, uh, but these four things we believe as we do as a, uh, individually, uh, as a family, as a body, uh, will actually lead us and draw us uh, closer to the vision of seeing uh, people's lives changed and seeing a region change. And so I'll read the scripture and then we'll jump into it. So Luke 4, 18 to 19 says this. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recover sight to the blind, uh, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And, and so, so our, our four statements of mission is birthed from this. And over this month, we're going to be talking about these four things, these four things, uh, which are know God, I've got them behind me, uh, uh, know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Uh, these are this is the pathway uh, that helps us and draws us closer to the vision. And so today, I'm going to be talking about the first point, know God. Uh, and uh, next week, uh, find freedom, discover purpose. I'll be chatting about that, opening that up, diving deeper in that. Uh, and then our last week of February, uh, we'll be chatting about making a difference. Uh, but before we jump into know God, I wanted to explain the, 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 the context of this and, and where we are in this, in this Luke chapter 4, uh, right? Because uh, understanding that this scripture wasn't just sort of picked out uh, you know, like 
you know, you, we do this from, uh, I, may just, I might be just be preaching to myself here. Uh, you know, you like go searching for a scripture that suits your lifestyle. You know, you just like, you know, it says, says you know, do not lie. And you're like, oh, you know, flip the page on that one. But then it says, you know, like, uh, whatever it is. And you're like, you will be healed. And we highlight that because like, I like that one, but I didn't like the page before. And so uh, understanding that the scripture it wasn't, isn't, wasn't picked out to go, yeah, that suits us and that, you know, that, that sounds good and we can do that. So let's, let's apply that as our, as our statements of mission. Uh, uh, understanding the, the, the context and the power of this and, and where we are in this, uh, in this Luke chapter four. Uh, see, Jesus actually spoke this um, and understanding the, the, the time frame of it, uh, uh, where we are in Luke is that Jesus has just been baptized, um, filled with the Spirit, uh, and, and who knows that when you're filled by the Spirit, amazing things happen, like being led out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, right? Amen. That's what we all, you know, what we're believing for. Uh, but so Jesus is filled with the Spirit, led out to the wilderness for 40 days, and we read the account of, of three times that the devil tempts Jesus. Um, he, he, uh, he does it, smashes it, um, devil runs away. Uh, and so from that, uh, uh, Jesus comes out of that, uh, of that season and uh, finds himself in Galilee, and, and really this is the beginning of his ministry, right? So before this, Jesus was kind of just like, you know, it was, he was around, but wasn't really making waves, you know, in, in, the, in the sea around him. He wasn't really, uh, 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 you know, uh, disturbing too many people. Uh, but after his baptism, after he's led out into the wilderness, he comes back, and then when we read in Luke, in the account of Luke, he then begins his ministry, and so as he's led, uh, goes to, to, to Galilee, and, and, and what we read in this Luke chapter 4 is when he begins, it's the very start of his ministry, he gets up in front of the synagogues, in front of the religious leaders, he gets up and he, he says this, right? But it's not just something that he says, it's not just something that sounds good, it's not something that Jesus is like, oh, I think this and I'm going to say it, even though that would be totally fine, but uh, what Jesus reads is, is when he gets in front of all these religious leaders, he gets a scroll from the Old Testament. He gets a scroll from the, uh, from, 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 from the manuscripts from the Old Scripture, uh, which is actually found in Isaiah 61. And so he gets Isaiah 61, he opens up the scroll and he reads it. And what we read in Luke 4, 18 and 19 is actually found in Isaiah 61. So what, what, what the scripture is, it's not just Jesus and what he thinks. It's not just what he, he decided it would be a good thing to say. It didn't make sense. He's, he's actually quoting scripture. And I think for us, that, that, that brings the, the context and the power of that, right? It's not just sort of something, a, a flying comment that was said. It wasn't just that Jesus was talking to someone on the side and, and just said, oh, by the way, you know, preach the gospel to the poor. And, and it's, no, no, this was, this was Jesus beginning his ministry saying, hey, this is, this is it. This is scripture. This is, this is an old, this is a manuscript or a scroll that I'm going to proclaim and declare and read out as I begin my ministry here on earth. And so I just think that's powerful when we understand the context of, of this scripture and, 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 and how that applies to us. The power in, in, in aligning ourselves with scripture in Isaiah, but aligning ourselves with Jesus declaring this uh, while he was on earth. And so uh, as we focus today on the first point of no God, uh, no God. And, uh, and this, this comes out of the, the scripture in Luke 4. Um, this is from the, the, uh, uh, um, the, the bit that says preach uh, the gospel to the poor. 
And um, so this, this no God is birthed out of that. And, and this point sort of has two, uh, uh, two keys to it. The first one is for us, um, that we want to know God individually, right? Uh, understanding that to see uh, uh, people influenced for Jesus and to see a, a, a region transformed for the kingdom of God, uh, it begins the pathway to see that, uh, the pathway to, to see that actually outworked, we believe starts with us knowing who God is, right? It's a good start. It's a good, good foundation to have. Um, so it's actually us knowing God and, and being and understanding that we're on a journey, uh, a lifelong journey of, of knowing, uh, knowing God more. Uh, the second part of this is, is also uh, helping others on their journey, helping others come to know God, right? So that's the two parts of this. And, um, and so as we, uh, as we jump into this, you know, I was reminded, uh, I was reminded of a, uh, a guy uh, who's, who's a, um, a singer, he's an artist, and uh, I remember for, for years, for years I, I had him on Spotify, watched his uh, music you know, videos and video clips on YouTube and had him on social media. It's like, I was thinking about this, it actually sounds really freaky. You know, it's kind of one of those things when you say it out loud, it actually, it kind of, it sounds more weird than it is. But I was thinking, I'm like, I had him on social media. I'm like, I knew where he was going for dinner, right? Like I knew his hobbies. I knew when he was going to the beach. I'm like, that sounds scary when you say it out loud. Uh, but hey, that's what social media is. Uh, but uh, so, so I knew like a lot about his life, right? Um, I knew what church he went to. I knew what he, what he, what he enjoyed, his hobbies. Um, but, but because he sang and he was on Spotify and YouTube and, and whatnot, I knew a lot about him. I remember the moment where I actually got to meet him. And, uh, and the moment that I met him, and, uh, and, and just being brutally honest, he actually came across quite rude. Right? When I actually met him, I'm like, oh, God, like, yeah, I'm so excited to meet him. And, and when I met him, he just like, was not interested and just came across very rude. And and I remember sort of leaving going like, ah, oh, that's like, that was a weird encounter. You know, that wasn't what I expected, uh, right? You know, he seemed such like a nice dude on social media. You know, he was always smiling on photos. And, you know, when he sings, he's always happy. And when I met him, he was like, rude. And I was like, oh, okay, this is not what I thought. Uh, but but that, that idea that, uh, you know, it's one thing to know about someone, but it's another thing to know someone, yeah. Right? And so all that to say, we want to be believers, we want to be people, we want to be a church that doesn't just know about God. <laughs> we don't want to just know about Him, right? And, and, and yep, I know the Scriptures. Oh, Jonah, yep, I know the story of Jonah, like, you know, like the back of my head. Oh, yeah, you know, like David, yeah, Goliath, yep, I know the story. We don't want to just know Scripture and know the Bible and recite it and know it off by heart. And oh, yep, Sunday, I've only missed two Sundays last year. Like, well, I missed eight months last year of church, uh, you know, but... Um, put that on your pastor resume, but, um, you know, about, oh, I came to church, and you know, I only missed two Sundays, and, you know, it's, no, no, it's not just about knowing God, it's not just about knowing about Him, right? I know the stories, and I know all that stuff, but we want to be people who know who God is. We don't want to know about God, we want to know God, and, and just like this, this uh, the, I was thinking back of this guy, and I'm like, I knew so much about him, but when I actually got to meet him in person, I was like, I don't really know you at all. I don't know who you are. We want to be a people who know who God is, right? And, and it's probably something you've heard before, but it's that sort of the, the, the idea that even the demons know who God is, right? They know about God. So what separates you from demons, right? It's a bit of a challenging thought, all right? Uh, but, but what separates us? God, I, I don't want to just know about you, but I want to know who you are. I want to put my hope and my trust and my faith in you 
I want to declare and believe that, that Jesus, you came to die for my sins. I believe that you made me clean, that you made a way for me to be in relationship with God. I believe that, 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 you, that you are the son of man and that through you, I have hope. Through you, I have life eternal with you in heaven. Uh, uh, we need to understand that there needs to be a separation. People need to look at us and know that there's a difference between us and demons, right? As we can go out and say that, but, 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 but when we understand that, we don't want to just know a lot about God, but we want to have a relationship with Him. We want to know who He is. You know, the, the, uh, uh, an, an expansion of that is, is in Luke 6, 46. And, uh, and Jesus says here, He says, you know, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and, do, and, and, and not do the things which I say? You know, just the, the next step of that, I was thinking, you know, I was really challenged by that and going, you know, if you were to put, you know, my life and, and, the, and the life of a demon and put them side by side, would people know the difference? How are we actually separate from them? What makes us different? And, and, and when I read the scripture, I'm like, God, that's right. I want, to, I want to walk in obedience to what you say. What separates me from others is that, God, I want to, I want to live and be obedient to the word of God. God, as you say, I want to do. Um, I don't want to just call you Lord, but not do what you say. And so we have to uh, uh, come into alignment uh, and an agreement that when we say you are God, uh, are we willing to do as he says, right? Because when we go, yeah, yep, yep, no, Trav, that's, yep, he's God and he's Lord and, and I, I, want to, I really want to please him and I want to do what's right, and I want to do what he says, Right? And then, and then we read and understand that Jesus quoting scripture from Isaiah and he's saying, hey, a call to humanity, a call to believers to go and preach the gospel to the lost. And then we're like, oh, no, no, that doesn't apply to me. Right? I can't do that. Like I'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll do some other stuff, right? If I do 60% of what God says, does that make up for the other 40? So here we try and rationalize, rationalize this. And, and it's, like, it's like, no, no, I want to align my life with you are Lord, and I want to separate myself. I don't want to just know about you, but I want to know you intimately and have a relationship with you. And so I want to do as you say. And I just think it's amazing that, you know, God doesn't ask us to do anything crazy. If you just stop and think about it, God doesn't ask us to do outrageous things. I was thinking about this week, and I thought, you know, God really doesn't ask us to do anything that Jesus hasn't done. Right? I mean, isn't that, isn't that sort of the one excuse? It's like, uh, you know, someone says for you to do something and you're like, well, you do it. You know, like you never do it. So why do I have to do it? Or maybe it's just a husband-wife thing. But, you know, um, Grace and I aren't like that. We, we're awesome. But, um, uh, you know, but it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when we understand that, that, that Jesus was the perfect example, the perfect example of how to live life here on earth, and that God doesn't ask anything of us that Jesus hasn't done. And so all we have to do, it's, it, it's quite simple to put it in, in, in words, but we just have to look at the life of Jesus. And, and if we have a heart of, of, of Jesus, I want to live like you did. I, wanna, I want my life to be more like yours. I want to live, live in the example of what, where, how Christ walked on this earth. Um, I think you're onto something. And, and so when we understand now that, that, you know, going back to this one point of knowing God and our pathway to the vision uh, is to preach the gospel to the poor. And again, G God isn't asking us to do something Jesus never did. Jesus preached the gospel to the poor. 
He went around and he showed us what it looks like to go and to share the love of God to people. Not just to your friends, not just to the ones that are convenient, right? But to share the gospel, to preach the gospel to the poor. And the gospel is this, it's simple. To share the love of God and to share that Jesus came to make a way for you to be in relationship with God. That Jesus came to die for your sins, to pay, to, to, to die for, for a debt that you could never pay by yourself. The gospel is just, is just telling people about the love of God and what Jesus did for you. And so Jesus shows us how to do that. He literally just walks around, right? To simplify it, he literally walks around telling people about how precious they are, about how much they're loved, about what the cross is gonna mean for them. And so when we, when we have a heart and a desire to preach the gospel to the poor, right? We have to have the understanding that people matter to God. That's the underlining motive. That's the underlining thing here is that we're not just doing it for something to do, right? We didn't make this a part of our, 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 uh, our, our mission statement so that I could keep you busy, right? We want to preach the gospel to the poor because people matter to God. And if people matter to God, people should matter to you. Aren't you so glad that God cared about you? Aren't you so glad that you mattered to God? It doesn't stop there. The blessing doesn't stop there. The, the, the tunnel doesn't end there. We are called to know who God is because, we, because He loves us and because we are cared. But then we are also on a journey of helping other people come to know God. Why? Because they matter to God, right? That person that, that annoys you, matters to God. That person that, that, that makes you angry matters to God. That person that speaks down to you matters to God. That person that, that, that gets on your nerves, the person that, uh, that, that always goes behind your back, that, that person that does all those things that irritate you, they matter to God, right? And I know they may not matter to you, right? Oh, Trav, you should listen to them. Oh, they're just, I know, but, but they matter to God. Oh, Trav, if you, had, if you could hear what they say, I know but they matter to God. Oh, Trav, they've done some, should have seen what they did last year. I know, I know, but they matter to God. People matter to God. And so when our hearts break for people, I remember, uh, I remember a pastor once said, God doesn't care about your car, He cares about your car dealer. God cares for people. He loves people. You know, John 3, 16, right? God said, love the world that He... You know, God, didn't love the, God doesn't love the foundations, right? When, when, when we read Scripture, God loves the world. He wasn't talking about the ground and the trees, right? Maybe there was an element of that. He loves His creation. It was good, but, 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 but God so loves humanity that He sent His Son. And so would you dare to believe that God wants to use you God, God wants a relationship with you. He wants you to know who He is. But we believe here at Empower Church that we are on a pathway of knowing God more, on a journey of knowing God more. But also, God, I want to, who can I help around me? Who can I share the gospel to? Who can I share in the world around me to know what Jesus did for them? Why? Not because I have to, not because Pastor Trav said, not because so I can look busy and, 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 make, and, and, and keep God happy because I'm doing stuff that, no, no, no. So because people matter to God. 
and Jesus died for humanity. And, and I know they may irritate you and I may they may be annoying and I know you may be sick of them, but God still cares about them. And so preaching the gospel to the poor, see the gospel is the love of God, it's what Jesus did on the cross for us. The poor, not just financially poor, but, but as just when we read this, we are the understanding that, that we believe that people are poor in spirit if they don't know Jesus. And so I don't care how much money they have. I don't care how happy they are. I don't care what house they live in. I don't care what clothes they wear. If they don't know Jesus, God, I believe they're missing something. And, 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 I, don't, and, I, and I see them as poor, not as a looking down poor, but there's something that they don't have that I have and I wanna give it to them. I wanna share it with them. I wanna preach the gospel, the love of God and the power of the cross to them. And so preach the gospel to the poor. And so I wanna end with this. I wanna end with talking about the P word. Because when we talk about preaching, right? Uh, I was there, I was that person. Ah, preaching's not for me. Sorry, God, right? God's like, huh, chucked it in my face. <laughs> he's, he's, God's got a sense of humor, right? He's like, you don't like preaching, travel. You can do it for the rest of your life there, but. Um, uh, but I wanted to just talk about this as we end because uh, getting understanding about this, we all understand that the, the gospel and what that is and, you know, and, and we understand that the poor is not just financial, but it's, it's God ones who don't know you. But this preaching part, right? Understanding what preaching the gospel to the poor is. Uh, Jesus was a great example, showed us how preaching, to the, preaching the gospel to the poor is done. Right? He went around telling people uh, about God, sharing the love of God. And, and for me, uh, I have my platform, right? And, and so I can preach the gospel to people from this platform. That's the call over my life. It's God spoken over my life right now in this season. Uh, but understanding preaching isn't uh, restricted to a Sunday morning on, on, a, on a bit of timber that's about 30 centimetres taller than you all with a mic and lights and people sitting in a chair looking at you. That is not the definition of preaching. Okay. And so as we end, I want to let you know, I want to challenge you with this. Uh, understand that you have a platform you have a platform. This may be my platform and understanding when I hop off this platform and from, 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 from every other day of the week, I have another platform and it's called my wife. It's called my kids. I have a platform and a, uh, uh, I, have, I have a platform called my family, which I can continue to preach the gospel to the poor. I have friends in my life that are poor who don't yet know Jesus, who don't yet have a relationship with, with Jesus. I don't want my platform to be restricted to this stage. But I have a platform on Monday to Saturday as well. I have a platform when I'm at gym. I have a platform when I'm having coffee with friends. I have a platform when we have a birthday, a family birthday, and there's people there who don't yet know who God is. And so my challenge to you this morning as we end is what is your platform? What is your platform that you can preach the gospel to the poor? What, what family do you have that don't yet know the love of Christ? They may be parents, maybe siblings, maybe kids, cousins, families, friends. 
What, what sporting events do you go to that there are poor people all around you? We go to cafes and the very person that serves you is poor because they don't know Jesus. We go to the fuel station and the very car that is next to us is poor because they don't know who Jesus is yet. God, I'm on a journey to know you more, to know who you are. I don't want to know about you, but I want to know you, but I also want to help people in a journey of knowing you as well. And I believe that there is every person has a platform. Every person, God has placed a platform in your life to say, this is an area where you can stand. This is an area where you can sow into and believe that you have a responsibility. You have the opportunity to speak life, to speak the gospel, to speak the love of God, to speak the victory of the cross to those poor people who are in the, around the platform that you're walking in. And I believe as we do that, it moves us closer to the vision. It moves us closer to seeing lives influenced for an eternity. It moves us closer to seeing a region transformed, not to look better, not to be better, not to be healthy, but to see the kingdom of God in our region. And so I wonder what your platform is today. I wonder what your platform is. I want to finish with this scripture, 1 Timothy 2, 3 to 4. It's a cool scripture, hey? 1 Timothy 2, 3, 4. It says this. This is good. And it is pleasing in the sight of God our Saviour, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. People matter to God. And it is pleasing in the sight of God that people would come to know who He is. And how amazing that God would use you. How amazing that God would use me. How amazing that God would entrust me with a platform to preach the gospel to the poor and to see people come to know the truth of who God is. And so here at Empower Church, we, we value, we value that. We, 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 uh, uh, we believe it's a pathway for us that we wanna always be on. That if you, if, you, if you want to be a part of this church, understand that there is a, a value for us to continue our journey with God, our lifelong journey of knowing who God is. But we want to help as many people as we can along the journey as well. We want to let as many people as we know, know about God. And so that is why every Sunday we make an opportunity. that Innisfar would know that no matter what your week has looked like, uh, no matter where your life may be, I want this community to know that if they come here on a Sunday morning, there is an opportunity to say, yes, I believe in the love of God. Yes, I believe that Jesus died for me and that I can have a relationship with God through what Jesus did on the cross. And so as we end, as we walk the pathway that we've just talked about, as we close this morning uh, with, it, with every eye closed, so there's no distractions. This is your time with, with God and it's an opportunity for you. If you've never made the decision, if you've never made the the, the, the uh, never made the, the line in the sand and, and said, God, 
I, I choose to follow you. I want to follow you. I want a relationship with you. Uh, maybe you've never made that decision before. Maybe you've been on that journey in relationship with God and you just feel like stuff's happened and, and, and I just, I need to get my life back on track and I need to begin this, get back on this journey of, of knowing God more. Uh, if that's you in this place, this moment's for you and this opportunity's for you because God cares about you. You matter to God. And so right now we wanna make an opportunity for you to say, uh, to put your hand up and say, I, I wanna begin that journey with God. I wanna, I wanna get my journey back right with God. And it's a, it's a draw a line in, this, in the sand moment. It's a, it's a crossroad moment where we go from this day forward, God, I choose to follow you. From this day forward, I, I believe that I can have a relationship with God. I can know not just about Him, but I can know God more as I believe in, in what Jesus did for me. And so if that's you in this place this morning, I'd love for you just to raise your hand. You can see it, you can put it down. Just so I know who you are, we can pray with you, stand with you. Is anyone at all that wants to make that decision? God, from today, God, today my journey begins. God, today my journey is realigned back into relationship with you. God, that I have vision for my life. God, vision, God, to know you more. Anyone at all wants to make that decision? Thank you, Jesus. I won't drag this out, anyone at all. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for your love. God, thank you for the power of the cross. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hey, if, if, uh, if, if maybe you you've, you've didn't put your hand up, but you're kind of feeling like that's you, uh, uh, come and come chat to us after. I'd love to have a conversation with you and, and uh, I'd love to spend some time with you. And, um, but church, understand, vision. God, a vision, a heart of this church for our lives. God, is to see people come to know you. It's to see this region transformed for the kingdom of God. It's why we're here. It's where we're going. It's what we believe in. And so God, right now as we close, Lord, I thank you for every person. God, your love, God has no boundaries. Your love has no limit. God, for every person you care for, every person matters to you. And Lord, we just pray right now, Lord, the vision for this church. God, we believe you are with us. You are walking this vision with us. We believe that it is your heart to see people's lives change, to see this region, this community, this city change for the kingdom of God. So God, as we walk in alignment with your heart, with, with, with your values, with what you believe in, God, we thank you that, that we, will, uh, we will see things shift, that we will see a change in the world around us. God, that we can, we can make a difference in the world around us as we believe that we have been given, uh, uh, the, the, uh, we've been given a platform to preach the gospel to the poor. And God, I thank you as we do that, you are with us. As you do that, your presence is with us. As you do that, your favour, your grace, your mercy is with us. And so we love you. We do it all for your glory, all for your honour. And we just thank you in this place. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.